Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. So good. Uh, I, I guess this message is somewhat about God revisiting his people in the New Testament. And Paul knew that the coming of Jesus meant that this was the incoming new covenant that was prophesied in the Old Testament. And Paul knew that this was a whole different ball game uh, to the people of God, meaning that his presence was coming back to the people. Um, like after that 400 years silence from Malachi, the, you know, the, the Old Testament to when Jesus turned up, 400 years of silence. But then here comes the Lord and he's pronouncing a new game plan. The kingdom is coming. Look sharp, look alive, repent, turn. Here it is. Oh my God. Jesus standing bef- before us, pronouncing great truths and wisdoms of of the kingdom and how it functions and how we fit into that. And, um, and then, of course, Paul has this awesome revelation. He is already a theologian in the Jewish sense. He gets whacked by God, blinded by the light, and he virtually goes, he just disappears for about 14 years, they say. And he, he, he just gets with God and he downloads the Pauline theology, I guess we call it. And, and really a lot of it is about faith and a lot of it is about the heart. Now is not just a normal heart. In fact, we are not normal people anymore. That you are a new creature in Christ. The old is, the old version, the Mac one version of humanity is gone. And here comes Mac two of humankind. Meaning that they have a heart that now can be inscribed upon by God's voice. (laughs) I love this. I love this. So it's not just about the mind. Mega mind. I love mega mind. Who's watched the movie Mega Mind? I love it. I could watch it all day. I love it. It's not about... (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Some of these movies, I just love especially these kids' movies. Um, it's not about the mind and theology and doctrine. They're, they're vehicles and they're, they're channels to access Jesus. Our ultimate plan here for you is, as, 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 as ministers, we have a game plan for you to access God by your, by your heart. Man, we'll, we'll try and tease out some of the some of the theology, but I mean, go to Bible college if you want more of that, you know, because at the end of the day, it's about the heart and being inclined to God by the heart and encountering God by the heart and then hearing God by the heart. And then as our testimonies were saying, being led by the spirit, by the heart, hearing God by the heart and following God. Amen. It's by the heart. I mean, yes, you've got to have your mind renewed. And it's gotta, it's gotta be truth. And it, and it's gotta be doctrine and truth, absolutely. But 
at the heart of everything Pauline is his understanding of the outpoured spirit as the coming of the promised Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1.13 says, and I don't think the guys have got these couple, but they've got a couple of the others maybe. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked with him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Galatians 3.14, he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith, faith is a key ingredient, we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Deuteronomy uh, 30 verse 6 talks about this new covenant and this promise, I guess, circumcision of the heart. Now, I don't want to go into the details of that, but circumcision, yeah. All right. So I don't even want to go there. I can't even, I haven't even got grace to try and say anything hardly about that. But you could imagine if your heart was circumcised, the, <laughs> the tenderness of your heart would be revealed. Ooh. I'm not sure what that feels like for a, a young baby. I'm not sure. But uh, Deuteronomy 30 verse 6, the Lord, and some grown-ups have it done, <laughs> the Lord your God will circumcise, circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart, with all your soul, and you will live. Don't you love this stuff? And as prophesied explicitly in Jeremiah 31, 31, 34, this is some theology, some broccoli and sprouts. The time is coming, Jeremiah says, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And I will not be like, the, and it will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt. Because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. 33, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my law in their minds, write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. I want to be his people. Amen? Jeremiah 31, 34 says, No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. Because they will all know him from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Basically, I will make a new covenant. I will write upon the tablet of their heart. Well, again, in Ezekiel 36, which is my favorite scripture that really was put into my heart in the mid-90s. And I love it. And uh, it is linked to Jeremiah, uh, Ezekiel 36, 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you and I'll remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Is that good? I've got that highlighted, underlined. I've got it boxed. I've got flowers around it. I just, I just love it, man. <laughs> I mean, and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow and move you to follow my decrees, my word, my instruction, my voice, and be careful to keep my laws. 37.14 says it again. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land 
then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. I love this. It's a statement above everything else. As a fulfillment of the new covenant, the Spirit marked the return of the lost presence of God. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit, the presence was around them, guiding them. But now something radical, something special, it was with them, in them, personally. The Holy Spirit is in you, personally. For Paul, the Spirit, now get this, for Paul, the Spirit as an experienced and empowering reality was for Paul and his churches the key player in all of Christian life from beginning to end. The Spirit covered the whole range, the power for life, growth, fruit, gifts, prayer, witnessing, and everything else. Now that didn't hurt too much, did it? So the Holy Spirit in you is paramount for you to understand how God can influence you, commune with you, uh, bless you, love you, but inspire you to be empowered. He can move your heart. He can speak through your heart. And, um, and it's a beautiful thing. It's an intuitive thing. You, you've got to kick back in God and you've got to abide in Christ. John 15 talks about abiding in Christ. Emmanuel, God is with us. God is with us. He's with you. Do you go out? Do you walk through life with God? God is with you. 1 Thessalonians, it talks about praying unceasingly. Do you like that? 1 Thessalonians 5.17, praying without ceasing. Meaning that you just kick back in the spirit somehow. You know when someone gets in love and they just get a little bit... And, you know, their best friends know, what's wrong with you? What, what happened? What have you done? What have you done? Oh, no. You, you've fallen in love with him. You've fallen in love with her. You just get a bit starry-eyed. And you get a bit inclined by your heart now. You're just not, you're just not running on pure animal instinct. You, you get a little bit sensitized to God. You start to hear God. You start to feel Him, experience Him. He starts to get to you because the Holy Spirit is in you. You get an insatiable hunger for God because when God comes, when love comes to town, you get hungry for God. Your heart, you start to cry out, Abba, Father. You don't just pray your own prayers, but these prayers that are in you sometimes that are emoted from you are really the Holy Spirit in you crying out, Abba, Father, Abba, Father, crying out to the living God. Some people serve God and are obedient to God, but that's not the center of your relationship with God. The center of your relationship with God is your love, is your love with God. He wants to share His love with you. He wants to share His love with you. Some people get despondent because they don't see God, hear God, feel God. I would be despondent if I was married to someone, if I couldn't see them, hear them, feel them. Hello? Anyone home? (laughs) 
And so it's only consequential that some people do get despondent. But can I say to you, you've got to understand this. It's your heart that needs to perceive and understand God and feel God and experience God. And then you've got to hear God through your heart. It's an intuitive thing. You just get wise. You start to realize someone's speaking. I can hear, Isaiah says, you know, don't turn to the left to the right, but behind you there's a voice telling you which way to go. I bet there was someone telling you, Bridget, slow down. There's a police car up. (laughs) She's got the music blaring. She's thinking of a good friend. She's going to visit what she's going to say. She's, man. And the voice goes, slow down. Ollie got one too. Same as Ollie. Ollie's looking in the mirror. He's got his... He's got his big bicep out the, out the window. Melly's not in the car. He wouldn't do that. He'd be. Oh, Garth got one too. Garth's so focused. He's thinking. He's systemizing. He's Mr. Administration. He's, and he's doing a thousand miles an hour before he knows it. In a rental car. Oh, God. I believe God, each one and every one of you, God is reaching out to you and saying, I love you dearly. You're a child of God. You're my child. I want to love you. I want to share my love with you. Would you let me do that? So when we put a real men thing on, the real men say, I don't need that real man love. I stand in my own stuff. Man, come along. Share the brotherhood of the saints, man. Come along to real men. I don't need that. That's soppy stuff. I'm a man's man. I'd rather have the brotherhood out in the army, man. If I was going to go out into war, I'd want brothers of arms, brothers in arms, man. Hanging tough beside me. What are you girls saying? <laughs> okay, here it is. 1 John 3, 1. Let's move on. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Are we children of God? Yes, we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. I did speak about Adam walking in the garden living out of the voice of God. You can actually live out of the voice of God. Imagine living out of the voice of God. Not living out of Hollywood, but living out of the voice of God. Not living out of some sports megastar or some other voice, but living like Adam and Eve did out of the voice of God. Uh, man, uh, that would be ideal. That would be stupendous. That would help you a bunch. From Genesis to Revelation, people heard God's voice and saw visions. Do we want that too? I said last week, Christianity is vastly different than just following a set of... Christianity and 
as opposed to religion, is vastly different to just following rules and regulations and and just living, being abeyance to some laws and sensibilities of being religious. We live, we live in this experience of God's love. Oh man, if I could just help people with that. That, that's how we live, guys. We live in the experience of knowing God, walking with God. Every experience we have in God is subjective. It, 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 it's personal. So sometimes we're not going to understand it. But God is speaking to you. God is trying to reach you. And you are experiencing God in your own way. You need to hear, need to listen, need to hear what he's saying. Romans 8.16 says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So we, we get saved. We say the sinner's prayer and, and uh, we get saved. But it is really about that our spirit experiencing God's spirit and and living in that reality of experiencing God, our spirit to his spirit. That's why I love worship. Who loves the worship this morning? Isn't that great to just retune your life? You get so busy. Apparently Luke Eagle is very busy. He got a pay rise, but he didn't realize that they were wanting him to make him extra busy. Now he's going to have to be extra careful that he has this time where he communes with God and experiences God's love. Because if he doesn't, he's going to become the typical workaholic, just doing his best, being a father, being a husband, going to work. Now coming to church is almost sometimes like a burden. Where coming to church is like the place of the Garden of Eden where you just want to hang and just chill out with God and hear from God. Wow. Because if you get caught in that secular funk, in that secular disposition, <laughs> you, you church doesn't make sense. Church becomes just dry. And, but if you kick back in the spirit, Jamie has, has allowed us to get in the spirit I'm in the spirit now. I'm resting in God's spirit right now. Being motivated by him. Being fueled by him. Being spoken to him. Being propositioned by him. What to say next. It's a beautiful thing. It's like sailing. You just put up the sails, man. You just... We used to do a thing when the kids were young. We used to try and figure out where to eat. I used to teach the kids how to follow the spirit. And, and they'll tell you, what about this one, mum would say? And I would stop and I would go, nah, not that one. <laughs> Why not? Kids would say, why not? I'm hungry. Yet. Hang on, hang on. Let's just check this out. Let's just check this straight out. Dad's walking up and down his little brood of followers. Got a gleam in his eyes, hearing something. He has a voice. The kebab guy. (laughs) 
we not only seek direction from the laws of the Bible, we also find guidance through the Spirit granting peace in our hearts. We not, we, we not simply read the Bible as a lifeless book, but as a living word. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It becomes illuminated to us. Uh, Ephesians 1.17 says, uh, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. And I say, I was trying to say before, the Holy Spirit, because it has been deposited into your life as a down payment for your salvation, you should, you can have a hunger for God. You can if you permit yourself. People think that they don't like water, but you can begin to drink water. Some people think they cannot abstain from sugar. But you can back off from sugar. I'm down to half a sugar. Isn't that good? From two sugars down to half. My brother's no sugar. Darn. Some people think they can't not eat ice cream. But uh, you cannot eat ice cream. You can. You can change your appetite. That's what I'm saying. You can change your appetite. there's discipline there that you need and willpower. I tend to not eat things because I know it'll hurt my body because I want to be fit. I want to run. I want to jump. I want to ride my bike up onto the stage like I did yesterday and nearly took it off the edge because the clutch didn't disengage. That would have been spectacular. In front of Greg French. I went to the church, the guy rode his bike, I was just straight off, I don't know what he was trying to do. <laughs> John 14 verse 16, and I'll ask the Father and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever. John 14 verse 17, the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him. Has said that. John 14 verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. 1 Corinthians 6.19 Do you not know what your body, that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. 2 Corinthians 4.7 But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Everyone's experienced this power. Help me. Has anyone experienced when you're weak, you need strength, and God has infused you with strength? That Christ, you can do all things in Christ who strengthens you. The Holy Spirit is in you. You do, you do require it and you do, you do place a demand on it and and it does work. When you're sorrowful, you can, man, you can get out of that. When you're depressed, you can get out. When you, when you need that strength of God, He can infuse you with strength. That's what that means. That Holy Spirit is in there to infuse you, to help you worship. When you don't feel like worship, if you ask the Holy Spirit, He will get those hands up, man. And you will focus. You will engage. Your heart will respond. You will hear from God. If you give God a chance, faith comes by hearing, by hearing the Lord. If you hear God, you can, you can optimize your faith. Faith is hearing God. When you hear God, you know that that takeaway food store is the one. Come on, kids. 
It's that one. Let's do it. Faith is very much about hearing the voice of God. Can I just say that? Almost lastly. You will never do anything consequential, anything really monumental, but anything really inspiring outside of the box if you don't hear the voice of God. You need to hear the voice of God. You have the capacity. The old version of you is gone. There's a new version of Marty. Look at this guy. He's awesome. He can hear God like no other. He hears God. I know he does. He's intuitive. You can tell when he does the giving message. He's, he's, he's out there in the spirit. I know you are, man. You're going to preach one day, buddy. You're going to preach really well. You're like Luke Boyd and Luke Boyd because Luke Boyd is the same thing. He just puts the sails up and goes sailing and we get blessed like last Sunday night. He hears from God. God's writing on the tablet of his heart. And God, he hears that and he speaks that. That's what ministry is. Being inspired by God is allowing God to impress upon your heart. I've not even given half this message. But I know this. I'll read this lastly. Okay. Who knows of a guy called, um, I think it's a great quote, uh, Charles Finney. Three classes of Christians, he says. He's a pastor, he's a writer, he's a theologian, Reverend Charles G. Finney, who was a key evangelist in the Second Great Awakening, wrote this in the 1800s. Many understanding, many understanding the confession of faith as summarized the doctrines of the Bible. Very much neglect the Bible and rest in a belief of the articles of faith. Others, more cautious and more in earnest, search the scriptures to see what they say about Christ, but stop short and rest in the formation of correct theological opinions. While others, and they are the only saved class, love the scriptures intensely because they testify of Jesus. They search and devour the scriptures because they tell them who Jesus is and what they must trust him for. They do not stop short and rest in this testimony, but by an act of loving trust, they go directly to him, to his person, thus joining their souls to him in a union that receives from him by a direct divine communication the things for which they are led to trust him. This is certainly Christian experience. This is receiving from Christ the eternal life which God has given us in Him. This is saving faith. The error to which I call attention does not consist in laying too much stress in teaching and believing the facts and doctrines of the gospel, but consists in stopping short of trusting the personal Christ for what those facts and doctrines teach us to trust Him and satisfying ourselves with believing the testimony about Him instead of committing our souls to Him by an act of loving trust. You can stand, God bless you. Father, we approach you right now. We stand with you right now. 
You said, Lord, in Exodus 15, 26, he said, if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals you. This is an incredible thing because God is saying this, or Moses is saying this, even before they reach Mount Sinai where the law was delivered. Hear God. So hearing God was the first thing that we were supposed to do. Not read the Bible. We come to the Bible and say, where's God? Where's God? Where's God? Where? But here is a case. Here is a perfect case where the scriptures saying, hear God's voice. Even before the scriptures were written, hear God's voice. Now we do it the other way. We come to the Word, we come to the Word, we come to the Word, but we can't hear God's voice. Hearing God's voice should be absolutely part of the deal. We don't let go of doctrine, we don't let go of Bible reading, but please, we've got to come personally to Jesus this morning, today, this week. We've got to come to Him with our heart. He knows your heart. He loves you. Your spirit testifies with His spirit. You're a child of God. When you realize that, Man, you just become that new creature in Christ. The old is gone, the new has come. So Father, right now I'm praying. I'm praying right now for hearts to be circumcised, to hear the voice of God, that you may write upon their heart, on the tablet of their heart, the Bible says, words of love, words of of affirmation, kindness, goodness, and love. We all need that, guys. We all need that, people of God. We all need that, including our children. We all need to hear from God. So, Father, this morning I pray, help us hear you again. Help us hear your voice this week. Pastor Julie, tonight's got a great message. I will try and finish this one day, but not today, my friends. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3telgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.